Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien. And welcome, everyone, to another episode of Business Talk. Uh, We have a terrific show for you today. I really can't wait to get to this one, but I will because we need to hear this important message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF equal housing lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we are back. And as I promised, we have a great show for you today. We have with us Gabriel Gold. She's executive director of the Amherst Business Improvement District. Gabrielle, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, we'd love to have you on the show. We've been, been meaning to do this for a while uh, because you've had quite the year up there in downtown Amherst. Lots of things happening and lots of things still to happen up there. Uh, lots and lots to talk about. Uh, lots to unpack, as they say. So um, <laughs> We've got the Drake, we've got the White Lion Brewery moving up there, we've got events, we've got new stores, we've got new restaurants, we've got a lot happening in downtown Amherst. So start by telling us a little bit about you and the Business Improvement District. Uh, So I took over the Business Improvement District three years ago, almost to the day, and of course we sort of rolled right into a pandemic, uh, just about when I got my feet on the ground, and I think Amherst, like many areas, was very affected and rocked by the pandemic. Um, We have long said that Amherst was probably one of the worst areas hit because with the colleges and the university closing so abruptly within about 48 hours, we lost more than half of our population. So our businesses really saw a hit um, that was probably, you know, we're not a vacation area. You know, there's, there's our, our, business here is our students, the faculty, the admin, the visiting parents, and those of us who live here year round. So it was a really hard, difficult period for us. And we have spent the last two years working very hard to figure out when and if the pandemic is coming to a head, we revitalize and create a vibrant downtown and really looking at Amherst as more of a destination. Hmm. So talk about some of these specific initiatives you've had towards trying to bring new businesses into downtown. And, and then I really want to talk about the Drake, uh, an exciting new development in Amherst that opened, uh, what, three, four months ago now, I believe. So, yeah, um, exactly. But that's just one of a, a number of new businesses you've had open in the last uh, six months or so. It is, and I think we've got another five or six really exciting new businesses coming in. So um, uh, uh, some of the initiatives that we've been working with um, have been ourselves driven or um, the downtown Amherst foundation, which we founded just a little, you know, two years ago. Um, and that's where the Drake came from. But we've also been working with the town of Amherst very um, collectively and diligently on um, the revitalization of the North common, which is the center of our downtown. We're going to remove some, you know, sort of unseemly parking and, you know, crack sidewalks and rebuild the entire center. So we're really excited about that. And that's a beautification project that is, you know, long overdue and much needed. Um, Then, of course, we built the Drake and opened the Drake four months ago, which we can go into a little bit. But we've also been working with new retailers, new restaurants, and we're really working on revitalizing downtown and um, looking at this town as a whole and 
wondering where the gaps are. So looking for businesses that um, complement and don't compete with our downtown, whether that's restaurants or retail, how do we bring everything together that it's a cohesive, um, walkable downtown that has a little bit to offer to everyone? It's been a really important part of what we've been trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we, we talk about all the good stuff, go back a little bit, as painful as it might be, and, and, and talk about the pandemic. I I went to UMass Amherst, uh, I don't want to say how long ago, okay, almost 50 years ago. Um, uh, I love downtown Amherst. A lot of people uh, listening to this do, a lot of UMass grads here. Um, it was a place where there were some constants, but there was also a lot of change, always new things happening, always new businesses coming in. Uh, I just can't imagine what the, the pandemic must have done to, to downtown Amherst. We we lost some businesses, others really struggled. Um, how did we get those businesses through this? The, the pandemic hit hard. And as I mentioned earlier, within 48 hours, um, it really, we became a ghost town. And, you know, um, we were in a shelter in place. So, of course, we recognized that that was going to be a period of time. But even when other communities started to sort of come back together and be a little bit more cohesive, Amherst College and UMass did not return to full capacity until this uh, this fall. So it's been a long haul of, you know, kind of limping along without our major economic drivers, the university and the two colleges. Um, how did we make it through. Uh, the Downtown Amherst Foundation, alongside my organization, The Bid, and uh, the Chamber of Commerce, we uh, started doing a lot of fundraising. We raised close to a half a million dollars. Uh, we gave small business grants out to small businesses Amherst-wide, um, up to $10,000 per grant. We bought bulk PPE, masks, gloves, uh, sanitizer when nobody could get that to keep our restaurant workers safe, our retail workers safe. Um, and we were able to start a dinner delights program where we purchased 100 meals from local restaurants uh, three times a week and 300 lunches one time a week. And we would donate those and hand them out to families who had been negatively impacted. So it was a way to help families who had been impacted by the pandemic and also keep restaurants alive by purchasing bulk meals from them and having them, you know, remain busy. Uh, we started campaigns about supporting local business in a different way. Um, takeout, takeaway, gift cards, things like that. Um, the chamber started a tip jar, a, 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 um, a, an online tip jar that would go to wait staff and bartenders and people in the service industry who weren't working. Um, I would say that the Business Improvement District and the Chamber worked harder during the pandemic than we ever had in the past. Um, we didn't take any time off. We just kept working for our businesses. When grant programs came through federally and state, we would sit with business owners and help them write grants. Um, you know, grants are tricky. I think anybody who's written one knows that. So imagine being a small business owner, English as your second, third, or fourth language, and then you're being handed a government grant to fill out with all the attachments and all that stuff. So between our two organizations, and according to Representative Mindy Dom, we brought in over $2.1 million of state and federal grants to small businesses in Amherst alone. Great. I'm sure that that was put to really good use by a lot of those businesses. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So students yeah. have been back for a couple of weeks now up there. What, yes. are we seeing, what are we seeing this fall? You know, it's great. Um, we uh, op- 
class starting weekend at UMass. Um, my husband and I took our kids and went to Miss Saigon and it was fantastic. We had to wait 25 minutes for a table. I love that. That means that things are returning to normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at Oriental Flavor last night and um, it was nice and full the way it was pre-pandemic. Uh, the streets are vibrant again. We've got lots of you know people walking around. Um, you can start to hear the, the bands playing at um, the Mullins and, you know, you hear the music, you hear our own public schools are getting back to normal, all the sports, the theater, um, the Drake itself has had great, great nights with the students and the faculty back. We did a show last night with pianist Jason Moran, thanks to Amherst College, and that was, you know, a full house. So it's just they bring that vibrancy back. Uh, the mm-hmm. parents coming, we've got parent weekends coming up in October and November, homecoming. All of that is a really important. Um, it, it's, it's, it is what keeps our downtown humming. And it keeps us who live here really excited to be here. Um, you know, it's, it's a beautiful little New England town, but it needs to be alive for it to really be exciting. So you've got all those good problems to have again. Waits at the mm-hmm. restaurants, parking yeah. problems, traffic, yeah. all, all that good stuff. That uh, Yeah. The farmer's market is busier than it's ever been. So that's really great. Um, you know, if you drive past our, we have, you know, four beautiful green parks right in our downtown. You drive by on a beautiful sunny day and there are blankets out and people with books and studying and playing frisbee. And it's just, it's, it's what we want to see. It's, it's, um, it's vibrant. Okay, you're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. We're talking with Gabrielle Gould. She's the executive director of the downtown Amherst Business Improvement District. Actually, it's just the Amherst Business Improvement District. Uh, We've been talking about the pandemic, but mostly about what's happened since um, and how normal is returning to downtown Amherst. Now you get to talk about one of my favorite projects, uh, the Drake uh, when I was at UMass, this was a famous bar. Uh, everybody's got a Drake story or two or three or 10 or 20. Uh, but we've taken the name and we put it on a live music venue that uh, is succeeding in, in bringing people to Amherst where before they had to go somewhere else to hear live music. Uh, tell me what it was like to get this project off the ground and then all the way through. That was a struggle. And then uh, talk about what it's been like since it opened. So the Downtown Amherst Foundation was founded by uh, myself and a small group of board members about two years ago. And the mission of the foundation is to build, create arts and culture as an economic driver for the town of Amherst. Um, We have a couple of projects that are sort of on the vision board, but the one that we started with and successfully have opened and are looking at a sustainable project here is the Drake. It is at 44 North Pleasant Street. It is the second floor of what at one time was Amherst Brewing and then the High Horse. Um, We did, I I think, I want to say it was a nine month gut reno um, of the space. And it is now a 250, 260 person a beautiful uh, music venue. Um, we have different ways to seat it. We can do theater seating. We do table and chair seating. And then we have standing room only shows. It's got a great stage. It has a stunning Steinway uh, piano that was donated by Amherst College to us. And it's state of the art. Uh, it's incredibly acoustically pristine. We have a gorgeous green room for our performers and a full bar. So it really is that music venue that, you know, 10 years of studies from the bid, the chamber, and the town have said we need a live music venue, so we decided to build one. 
and bring it to Amherst. And it is run under the auspices of a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, so every surplus we have on a show goes right into bringing more performers in. And in four months, we have brought over 200 performers onto the stage. Um, we do ticketed shows. We do free shows. We have open mic nights. Um, it's, it's really an incredible uh, program. And it's just been really exciting to see the community respond to it. But more so than just this community responding to it, um, and yes, getting the students in, we have, um, we keep track of who's coming and we have people coming from Burlington, from Brattleboro, Connecticut, New York. So it's really becoming a destination driver, um, much like the Amherst Cinema has been for this town for a long time. And this is um, our way of continuing to bring arts and culture in to strengthen our location and our space as a destination. So as you said, we're not driving across the bridge for everything we need. Well, I was going to ask you if you were tracking people, and I'm sure you were, but that's exciting to yeah. hear that people from uh, not just across the bridge uh, are coming, but people from Vermont and probably New York and uh, hopefully from Boston as well. And yeah. they come once, they're probably going to come back. And this is this was the goal. This is what we did this for. So uh, yeah. I'm glad to, to hear it's working out. So. And, and George, another... another really fun thing about the Drake, sorry, is um, I was there the other night. We had sold about 160 tickets to a seated show. And um, I was lucky to stand at the door and ask every single person coming in um, how their evening was, what they were up to. And um, 107 of them, I was keeping a little chit sheet next to me, had said that they had eaten out before the concert in a downtown restaurant. So that economic driver, it is, it is, salt, it is there. Okay. This is what we wanted. So, and you got another exciting project. Uh, White Lion is looking to come to downtown Amherst. Uh, tell us a little about that. Yeah, Ray um, and Marcus Camby. So Ray Berry uh, is the founder of White Lion. And as you know, that they are already open and thriving and have a great successful business in Springfield. They are going to be opening a mini brewery up here in Amherst. And it is going to um, inhabit the space right underneath the Drake, um, which was a brewery at one time. So it's a perfect fit for us. We're really excited. We think it's a compliment to downtown and something that was much needed. Um, so bringing this microbrew into Amherst is very, very exciting. And um, the energy that Ray comes with, and of course, you know, the absolute adoration that Marcus comes with from UMass, um, we think that this is a home run for us. A home run with a, with a different sport, Marcus. Exactly. <laughs> Slam yeah, dunk. It's a, it's a slam, slam dunk. dunk. <laughs> there we go. Slam dunk. So you mentioned uh, your work to uh, fill gaps. Uh, I know you and I talked about this back in the spring. Um, are there any gaps that are still remaining? Any holes that you want to fill in terms of what Amherst needs and what we can do uh, to bring more businesses into Amherst? Yeah, I mean, there's no secret that AJ Hastings has decided to close its doors, and that's a big gap for our community. That's been a very important part of our downtown. Um, we definitely want to look for something that brings um, the college students, both UMass and Amherst into the town, um, sort of a coop, if you will, or something that really draws them in with, you know, their school swag and, and their school spirit. So I think that that's going to be an important part. We're also looking at a lot of different retail. We've got a couple of small spaces left that would be perfect for some, you know, like, you know, starter entrepreneurial spirits. Um, we're talking to a jeweler right now who does just incredible things and it's not something that we have downtown already. Um, we've got a couple of ideas of how to fill those spaces, but restaurant wise, we've got, 
I think five new, really great restaurants coming in with great um, concepts. We've got um, Amherst Oyster Bar is going to be opening in downtown Amherst soon. Um, we have uh, Amherst Burger Company and uh, Ice Cream Parlor is going to be opening, which is very exciting. Uh, Protocol is going to be opening down by Triangle Street. And that's, um, these are a little bit more, you know, sort of grown up, high-end, mature restaurants with the Oyster Bar and Protocol. Um, and then, you know, as you said, White Lion coming in and we've got a couple of other things in the works as well. So our goal is to buy basically mid-2023, not to have a single space open. Okay. The, I know we lost Hastings. That was a, a difficult loss for downtown. Yeah. They had been there for, oh, since before, I would think, 100 years or something. Along Over 100 time. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah. that that's part of that uh, whole generational movement. Some of those businesses not able to stay open anymore. But uh, I'm yeah, sure we'll I see think- something coming into that space. Absolutely. We're already looking at different um, options for that space. And there's a lot of interest in that space, which is great. And I think that, you know, a lot of the businesses that, you know, you you have to look at things and say, was it a COVID loss or was it it, or was it a time loss? So, you know, you look at something like Judy's or someone like Hastings, uh, I think Lone Wolf is another really good example. All three of those owners were, they've done it for a really long time. And it's their time. It's their time for their next chapter and to retire. And, you know, for some of them to have, you know, focus on kids and grandkids. And so those weren't really COVID losses as much as they were timing losses. So Mm -hmm. the natural coming and going of a business. Hmm. One more before we're out of time that there's an old saying about uh, what, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Do you think the pandemic has made Amherst stronger in in a lot of ways having gone through that I think that the pandemic really taught us all to collaborate and work together for the greater good Um, and it did make us stronger Um, Amherst is a very highly educated place with a lot of high opinions and um, it, you know, you got to have thick skin to make it in this town because it, it can get really um, contentious at times. And I think that we now can stand a lot stronger when I say the students are a very important part of our community and supporting small business is, you know, one of the most important things that we each can do as community members. We now have the proof and the numbers to back that up. And it's, it's hard for someone to, to take you know, the tone with us that no student should be in downtown. You know, we kind of were, we're good at looking at them and saying, great, then we won't have any businesses downtown. So yeah, I do. I think it made us stronger. I think it made us also more empathetic and more compassionate. And um, I hope it brought our business owners who we were able to offer so much support and love for um, a real sense that this is home and this is a great place to own a business and that they have the support of the community the bid, the town, and, you know, and that's important. Okay. Well, I'm glad that Amherst is stronger for getting through the pandemic. I think most communities in this area are, but uh, you brought up a good point there. There were a lot of lessons learned and uh, working collaboratively is a very important one. Well, anyway, thank you very much for coming on. We'll have to have you back on soon to talk about uh, more progress and more good things happening in Amherst. I'm glad to see one of my favorite places in the whole area coming back again. That's great. Yeah. 
Yeah, we are too. Um, and we're, I think this whole valley is going to just really have a great resurgence. And I think the return from this is going to be a really great thing. Okay. Well, thank you very right. much. Thanks, we'll George. have you back on soon. Thank you. All and right. thank you to all of you for listening. This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time.